Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Live. We are live for this NXT Heatwave post-show review. It is unusual for us to do NXT and it is something that we may be looking to do going forward. But uh, that is something that we need to uh, have a bit more thought about. But what I can say is that this show was enjoyable. I was entertained from start to finish. It didn't feel like it dragged. It didn't feel like I was watching something that was a chore to kind of watch. Um, you know, NXT 2.0, I've got a very love-hate relationship with it because I do love NXT. I, I was a massive fan of Black and Gold brand. I actually went and saw them when they did a UK tour. I went to America and uh, saw a house show uh, and also... Uh, went and visited Full Sail. I couldn't go to a TV taping because, unfortunately, there was one that was happening, but it was just after I was leaving. So I would have loved to have gone to an NXT taping, but that wasn't possible. So, you know, I love NXT. I love what it stands for. I love that it's developmental. I love that we get to see the stars of tomorrow. I remember when FCW was running an OVW. There was no way of watching that here in the UK. So... The fact that we get to see these stars uh, that are going to be big stars in the future, it's great. It's great. But I do think that NXT 2.0 was such a big reset and uh, there were so many new faces. You know, it just took them time to bed in and get settled. And we're starting to see some quality stuff coming through now. This show I thought was strong. I didn't think it was exceptional. For example, if you look back to those black and gold takeover shows, this does not reach those levels. This is nowhere near those amazing, like Johnny Gagano, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, those kind of amazing moments, uh, those amazing matches that we've had in the past. Some of that incredible, like, tag team work, you know, when we were getting the revival, undisputed era. I mean, we, we've been spoiled. That's the truth. We've been spoiled, so... We are going to run through the results. We are going to talk about everything that went down. Some really surprising moments. There could be some spoilers here and even some spoilers that you're not quite expecting. Um, but we'll get to those at the end. Um, the show opens with this video package. And uh, I don't know why I just randomly got this just random screenshot. But uh, I'm not complaining. Um, but uh, yeah, we got Paul Heyman. Doing the voiceover, I really like that. It's just a little detail, but I love the fact that we are leaning on some of the main roster. It just gives it, like, a bit more of an importance. Feels big time. They could have got anyone to do it, but the fact it was Paul Heyman just kind of made you sit up and take notice, and it felt like this was big time. It would have been nice if, like, Triple H had done it as well. Like, that would have been cool. Um, but, yeah, Heyman doing this voiceover, I thought, set this thing off on the right tone. Uh, we move forwards, and our first match, Carmelo against Giovanni. Great crowd. Great crowd. First thing I noticed is how hot this crowd was. It reminded me of an NXT crowd from the past. It reminded me of an NXT crowd that were hungry, that were vocal, that wanted to make their uh, presence felt. I loved it. I, I, I thought the crowd really made this show at times. I miss that community I miss that crowd that really, you watch them and you feel like you're a part of it. You're a part of something. I used to feel that way when I watched uh, NXT from Full Sail. I never felt that way 
when uh, it was moving to the performance center. And obviously a lot of those shows were done with pandemic. And so they, there was no crowds. We had like NXT talent um, in the crowds. And I think that was kind of a dark period for NXT. And then obviously when NXT 2.0 starts, the crowds are a bit muted then as well. It kind of feels like people are coming back for the first time. You'd expect them to be excited, but you are presenting a load of superstars they don't know. It's probably hard for them to get excited about all this new talent that we're still kind of learning about and trying to figure out how we feel about them. So I felt the crowds were quite muted at the start of NXT 2.0. I would say the crowds definitely have got their minds made up now. I would say there's probably some friendships that have been formed in the crowd. They probably go for a few drinks after the show with each other. Um, it was good. The crowd really added to this. It, it, it felt... It felt a little bit like full sale. And um, I, I appreciated that feeling. And we were treated to a really good match. I would say this is around the 3.75 mark. Um, I don't think anything tonight gets into the four-star range. But I thought this first match was good. Uh, I love, love, love that move that Carmelo does. Where he goes off the ropes, bounces back, hits the leg drop. It's like a springboard uh, leg drop. I think someone in the chat mentioned it was called the fadeaway. Um, it was nice. It was really nice. It's not something that you tend to see on the main roster and uh, really, really appreciated it. Uh, this was a good match. A couple of little botch moments in there. No denying that. Um, but nothing that really ruins the match at all. And as I said, really enjoyed it. Credit all rounds. Uh, good start. I mean, it was, it, you know, Paul Heyman doing the voiceover at the start. The red hot crowds, really good um, action, back and forth. I, I know that Triple H was really interested in this because he tweeted out about the full cards. And I think he started with this match and was like really heaping praise on uh, on this one. And so uh, definitely uh, I was looking forward to this going into it and it didn't disappoint. Hurricanrana. From Carmelo Hayes, little roll-up uh, gets the victory for him. So he remains the NXT North American champion. Next, we move on to Diamond Mine. And this this cracked me up, man. I mean, I really like Diamond Mine. And um, is it Julius? I have never appreciated how big he was until now. Like, seeing him walking out with the rest of Diamond Mine and seeing, like, the size of him. Like, he's quite tall. He's quite jacked. I don't know if it's because I'm used to seeing him in, like, singlets and stuff like that. Now that he's in, like, normal clothes, just like a t-shirt and whatever, I, I don't know. I just noticed how big he is. Like, he could he could go on to achieve some stuff as a solo star, but I think the Creed brothers are going to go on to achieve plenty as a tag team. But I do think his promo was a little bit robotic. I don't think it had quite the delivery needed. It was all right. It wasn't a disaster. But um, you could just see where this was going a mile off. You could see where this was heading. You could see what was going on. And I don't know. Some of this delivery was off. I mean, I do. Is it Brutus? Is that his name? Look at his face there. He's like, oh, oh, oh. He got proper wound up. Like, he, he's, you know, the reveal is basically, Julius says, the person that's trying to rip us apart is... Roderick Strong. And so he names Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong's like, whoa, whoa. No, uh, you know, I'm on your side. I want you to succeed. I started Diamond Mine. 
You know, I, I want the best for you. I think you're the best tag team in all of WWE. He's trying to get his way out of it. Julius is like, look, I don't believe you. I think you're saying this now, but behind our backs, you're going to stab us in the back. And so uh, you've got Roderick Strong trying to plead with them. Uh, Brutus goes like, listen, if you're sure, then I stand with you. And he went and stood with him. And so, you know, Roddy soon found himself with both the Creed brothers kind of turning against him. And I just love Brutus's facial expressions to get across that he is angry, fuming. At one point, I thought you might do this, like get his his, actually shake his fist, (laughs) shake his fist in anger. Why I order. So, uh, yeah, we had uh, quite the performance here. But um, as I said, uh, you know, it was what it was. And um, I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. It didn't ruin the show or anything, but... Uh, I definitely would give them some pointers on their promos. And um, basically, we didn't quite know where this was going. And then Gallus attack. Now, I actually didn't notice if Rod- what Roderick Strong does. I don't know if he goes and helps Diamond Mine. I don't know if he just stands in the corner. This is actually a really interesting screenshot that I've taken. Because it sort of suggests that he doesn't help and I'm, I'm going to hold my hands up and say, I actually didn't notice. I actually didn't notice. It's only when I was loading these images over that I was like, oh, he doesn't help them. I thought he helped Diamond Mine. I don't know why. I thought Gallus attacked. And then I thought, like, he helped or he got into a fight with them. This image suggests that he doesn't. This image suggests that he just stands and watches as Diamond Mine get destroyed. So he might have helped him after this. I genuinely don't know. But, um... Yeah, in, an interesting story and clearly a still developing story. So uh, we're going to have to get some answers. But it looks like Roddy could be out of Diamond Mine. And obviously we know that Gallus have now come over. And uh, we would hear from those uh, later in the show. Next, uh, we got uh, Roxanne Perez against Cora Jade. And uh, this match was all right. Uh, this is one of the first times I'm seeing Roxanne Perez. And I was quite impressed with her, actually. Um, nothing that was really memorable apart from the fact that she was very clean, crisp, smooth. Um, I like her facials as well. So there was a moment where at the end of the match, she's got this bat and if she uses it, she's going to be disqualified. So she's looking at this bat and she's really torn. Do I use it? Because there's a hatred here between these two. If you don't know the story, Cora Jade turned on Roxanne Perez. They were great friends. She turned on her. So, you know, Roxanne Perez is looking for revenge. She's got this stick in her hand, this bat. She just really doesn't. And the way that she was getting, you know, it's a really nice kind of uh, comparison. We've just seen what one of the Creed brothers has just been doing with his... His facial expressions. But here, I, I, I thought that it was very natural. I thought that she got across... The fact she was really torn, conflicted. She just really didn't quite know what to do. You could see her thinking through the different scenarios before she got a chance to actually uh, do anything. You know, she ends up getting uh, hit and uh, the costed uh, the match. I think actually she gets spiked on top of the, the bat that was uh, discarded on the floor. So um, she gets planted on top of that. And so Cora Jade ends up getting the win. So, yeah, if she had been a bit more decisive, 
then uh, maybe she could have got the win. I mean, if you're going to hit her, hit her. If you're not, don't. But don't stand there thinking about it. Lesson learnt. So this is a feud that I uh, imagine is still going to continue to run. But this match was all right, you know. This match was all right. I, I really didn't mind it. I don't know that it's better than the first match. This was maybe about 3.5. I, I feel like that's a fair score. But um, yeah, it's fine. Kind of kept the momentum going. Uh, next, we were backstage. As we said, we would see Gallus again. They stepped up to uh, Brooks and Jensen, who are the NXT UK tag champs. And uh, I believe the match is made for next week. We are going to get an NXT UK tag team championship match next week on NXT. Brooks and Jensen taking on Gallus. There was a bit of a brawl that breaks out here as well, but it was all just to set up next week. Then we got this. This was kind of cool. We got uh, Santos Escobar. He was uh, outside in the street. Obviously, this is going to be a street fight. And uh, he's got his mask on. He puts his uh, hood up. He's got uh, the Garda del Fantasma by his side. And um, like they do a little, you know, piece of him just like putting his hood up and walking. And then uh, obviously we cut to the arena and out he walks. And uh, it was cool. I mean, it felt big time. It definitely felt like he was a big star. And obviously this has been positioned as if he loses, he's out of NXT. If he wins, then he gets his faction back. He is the leader of Legada del Fantasma. And um, so this was high stakes. And uh, I like that. I like the fact there was some at stake in this match. And uh, it felt like there was a lot at stake. And it felt like, uh, you know, great reaction from the crowd. He felt like a big star. All good. He was taking on Tony D'Angelo. And uh, this is how the match ends. So basically, the match is all right. Again, uh, there's some nice moments. Um, I remember a, like a suicide dive through the to the outside that was kind of brutal from Santos Escobar. But um, the way it comes down to this, there is a uh, crowbar on the one side. There are brass knucks on the other. Both of the guys are on their knees. They do this like weird moment where they're both like they both look over at the crowbar. They both look over at the brass knucks. I think they might then look at each other and it's just like, you know what they're thinking. One's going to go for the one. One's going to go for the other. How's this going to go? And uh, the way it goes is this moment here. It is Tony D that connects first. He knocks down Santos. So it's kind of like a bit of a draw, isn't it? In, in you know, one of those kind of gunfights where uh, paces at dawn and, um, you know, it was Tony D that got the hit first. Down goes Santos and Tony D'Angelo wins. So not only does Legada del Fantasma have to stay with Tony, but uh, Santos Escobar is gone. He is out of NXT. So what does that mean? Where's he going now? Main roster feels like he could. Unless this is going to be a bit of a story where he starts attacking from the crowd. You know, masked person. Who is this? It's clearly Santos, but it's not Santos. Maybe he goes by a different name. I don't know if they'd do that. Or if this is the vehicle to take him to the main roster. So you'll have to let me know in the chat which way you think it goes. Is he going to the main roster? Or is this going to become a new persona for Santos Escobar? A new masked character, maybe? I'm thinking main roster, to be honest. But why is he not taking Legado with him? Interesting. This was cool. So we were backstage with Indy Hartwell. She gets a note 
a drawing. Don't know what the message was, but it does say Index Forever. And of course, Dexter Loomis doing loads of stuff on the main roster. So this was cool to see uh, just that that reference, man. I mean, I, I know I said I wasn't into like uh, what was going on with the Performance Center and NXT and it felt like a decline. And I stand by it. But um, one of the absolute highlights for me was The Way. I loved The Way. Johnny, Candice, Theory, Indy. That is an absolute highlight for me. It might even be my favorite part of that kind of pandemic era NXT. So, you know, Index and all of this kind of stuff. This was just great. Anyway, someone someone snatches it off her and rips it up. So we get another person coming over from NXT UK. And it was Blair Davenport. Used to be known as B Priestley. I think most people, I feel like most people probably still know her as B Priestley. But um, yeah, Blair D- Davenport is here. And uh, she takes the uh, picture, rips it up. Says that she's here now and she's going to become uh, a future NXT Women's Champion. So uh, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of her. And uh, I don't know if this was just to bring her in or if she is going to specifically go into a feud with Indy Hartwell. Not too sure, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Then we got this. This was a little video package promoting a match for next week. So uh, next week, not only are we going to get Gallus taking on Brooks and Jensen, but we're also going to get Wendy Chu against Tiffany Stratton in a lights-out match. Um, uh, Tiffany Stratton said lights-out match is perfect it means you won't see Wendy's face, uh, which I just thought was a funny little line. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this. Uh, I mean, Wendy Chu, we were talking about her during the watch-along. I think she is such a talented superstar. She is so great in the ring. Really impressive, really clean with her work. She's got a good move set on her. Her character work is amongst some of the best I've ever seen. I mean, she she was Tian Sha and was super committed to that role. I mean, this Wendy Chu likes to fall asleep and have a little nap is so different from what she was doing as Tian Sha that, like, you have to appreciate her acting skills and the way that she is able to portray these different characters. Um, she's very talented. My only downside I have with her is that, for me, when the bell rings, like, you should be in a contest trying to win that contest, trying to win that match. And sometimes I just find she's a little bit, you know, going to sleep in the corner, just doing stuff for the comedy. And, I don't know, it. Uh, there's a market for that. I mean, obviously, Orange Cassidy is massive in AEW, and in a way... She is sort of their Orange Cassidy in that she is that kind of comedy character. Um, and, you know, that comedy does go into the ring as well. So I I like her. I really want to like her as well. Uh, but there are definitely things she can do when the matches start. that mm, I, I, Just not how I would book her. So it leaves me, always leaves me conflicted. Because, like, I love this video package. And I love the look of this feud. And I want to see this match next week. But equally, I know there's probably going to be something that happens in the match where it's going to be a bit like not to my taste. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, but hey, good video package. And it did its job because I do want to see the match. Next up, then, we got uh, our next match. This was match number three. And uh, I think at this point we were down to like 
40 minutes or something like that, half an hour to go. We were really running through this show at quite a speed. Um, and as I said, you know, there was a nice pace to things. Nothing was overstepped its mark or took too much time. It really felt like it was paced really, really well. Uh, this is Mandy Rose against Zoe Stark. I really like Zoe Stark. I think she's such a talented wrestler. I really wanted her to win this. Like the psychology in this match. So Mandy Rose going after the knee. You can see uh, Zoe's knee on that middle rope. And Mandy Rose was targeting it, going after it. And uh, I really like that. She even went a step further with uh, actually knocking out Zoe Stark with her own knee brace. She managed to get the knee brace off. She put it on her own knee, uh, like crashed the knee into her face, knocked out Zoe Stark. And uh, that was uh, that was it. That is a win for Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose beats Zoe Stark. It's a little bit protected because she does use the knee brace. But uh, even so, like, I must admit, I did not expect this to go that way. I, I don't know if there'll be a rematch. I don't know if Zoe Stark's going to be able to win the rematch. Uh, I don't know if this is to just make the fans really desperate to see Zoe win it and we're just going to hold off. We're just going to hold off, but we get there eventually. I don't know. I really don't know. I would love for Zoe Stark to do it, though. I would love for Zoe Stark to actually achieve it. I feel like she is a worthy person to end this reign of Mandy Rose, but um, it wasn't tonight. Let's put it that way. Oh, then we got this. Quincy Elliot, the super diva. I mean, straight away, he didn't need to say anything. He was wearing a Bratz t-shirt. That's something you don't expect from a professional wrestler. Uh, so uh, he was backstage and he was like, all of these like hand gestures, bl like blowing a few kisses to the sides. He, he is a very different character. Something that you could argue we just haven't seen in NXT before, but I like it, man. I like different characters in pro wrestling because there's different characters in the world. And I feel that wrestling should reflect what what happens in the world. You know, I mean, like, you know, you've got so many different... I mean, in wrestling history, we've seen flipping priests and monks and anything. Uh, dead men and bin men and everything going on, you know. So uh, I kind of feel like... I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on what this is. It had a bit of like a camp element to it. I don't know if that's a word that's used in America. But um, had a bit of a camp vibe. Uh, I don't know that he's gay, but I mean, like, it definitely had that. I think sassy is the word I'm looking for. As I said, it's kind of hard to nail down exactly what the character is. I mean, I've got one video package to go off, but I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm interested to see how they use it. And uh, as I said, I really like seeing different characters within wrestling because... I think it's right that it does reflect the world. So, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what this guy brings to the table. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I can see this guy going. I don't know. I sort of... I can't see this guy winning the NXT Championship. Just picturing him being used as that big of a star. I don't know that I can picture that. Um, I mean, he looks like he's got a decent size, but... He's, I don't think he's going to be any bigger than Odyssey Jones when Odyssey Jones comes back. Uh, I don't know that he's going to have the strength of, say, a Bron Breaker. So, 
I don't know. There's some something different. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, uh, I don't know if that's next week or if it's a coming soon job. But Quincy, uh, what was his name? Quincy Edwards? Quincy Elliott. Quincy Elliott on the way. Main event then. Main event was uh, Bron taking on JD. I don't actually know his name. I think it's McDonough or something. McDonald. McDonough. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of that name, that surname. I'm sure it's like traditional Irish or something like that. Lovely. But I don't know how you pronounce it. And that's a bit of a problem. So, I mean, I used to be Jordan Devlin. And I thought that was all right. I, I don't have any problems with them changing Jordan Devlin. This name may grow on me, but it's not a name that I've heard like many times before, like I, I and I still don't know how you pronounce it. So I do think that's a little bit of a problem. If you see a name written down and you can't pronounce it, I do think that's a little bit of a problem. Um, so I don't know if we need to make a few more tweaks or changes with him. But regardless of that, he has a match. It's all right. It's all right. I would say the main event at times was, I don't know. I don't know if it quite lives up to the hype. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Maybe it's missing a bit of drama. I, I don't know. But the crowd seem a little quiet for this. And as I said, I just don't think anything here quite gets to that four star range. I would say this is probably about three stars. Maybe that's a bit harsh. Maybe it's three, two, five. But um, I can't say this is three, seven, five. And it's certainly not in the four star range. So uh, basically, um, he gets speared. When he comes up, this is how he looks. He's got blood all in his mouth. I don't know if that is real or if it's a capsule. It's a cool visual, though, because when he pops up and he's got all the blood in his mouth, it does look cool. And uh, he puts his arms out. It's really weird. I think I might have the image here. He puts his arms out, and I can't tell if he is, like, sacrificing himself or if he's saying, come on, then. Either way, he gets speared and loses the match. So if it is, come on, then, he's an idiot. Because he's just completely opened up his defense. Uh, Bron has just smashed him with a spear. And uh, he loses the match. So I'm hoping that he did sacrifice himself. I'm hoping that he kind of thought, you know, I'm beaten up. There's uh, there's no way I can win this now. Finish the job type thing. Because if it is him taunting and being like, come on then. I just don't think that looks great for him, to be honest. I, I don't know where he goes from here. So, Bron Breaker wins anyway. Now, I'll say it because WWE didn't say it, but I'm going to say it. Spoiler alert, right? Spoiler alert. Yeah, and if you don't know, you'll soon know. Yeah, spoiler alert. Certainly if you watch NXT UK, spoiler alert, right? Because as soon as Bron wins this match, out comes Tyler Bates. With the NXT UK Championship, this apparently is a big botch because I do not watch NXT UK. I have nothing against NXT UK. I really love the fact there is a promotion in the UK and you can see that I'm even questioning is NXT UK finished because uh, there was people on the watch long saying, well, they've just ruined the UK uh, championship tournament, because apparently this has not been shown. Uh, the results of this have not been shown. So Tyler Bate coming out with the championship. We haven't even seen it on TV yet. We don't know who wins the tournament 
and they've just completely ruined it, right? So I went on to Twitter just to confirm that that was true. But enough different people in the chat was saying it, so I believed them. But I thought, I'll just see what Twitter's saying. And Twitter was saying that as well. Like, I can't believe they've just ruined this. We're only halfway through the tournament, and now I know who wins this tournament. So uh, seemingly, it's been spoiled. Feel free to tell me otherwise. As I said, I don't watch NXT UK, so the tournament might have ended this week. I don't know. But there's plenty of people saying this has been spoiled. But um, the reason I'm asking is because there was few people on there saying that apparently TV recordings have been cancelled. And there's a lot of NXT UK talent that have shown up. I mean, we've had Gallus. Obviously, uh, Jordan Devlin's moved over. Tyler Bate is here. Uh, Blair Davenport has come over. So there's just a bit of a question mark now about what is the future of NXT UK. Because not only have a good chunk of stars come over, and we may get more next week, and there, there is actually a report of a lot of NXT UK talent coming over after Clash at the Castle. So the future is just in question. It's certainly by no means the end of the road for NXT UK. But I think there is a question at the moment as to what does the future hold? Because we've had a lot of stars here. There's a load more apparently on the way. And the next few TV tapings have been cancelled. So I don't know. It's something that we're going to have to find out a little bit more of. I hope it's not done because I think that it's um, a great brand. I think it's got a lot of potential. I think that it just lacks a bit of star power. I don't think it gets enough love from Raw, SmackDown. I don't even know if it gets much love from NXT. Like, it really is like the brand that's kind of out on its own. So I think that they could definitely... I mean, like, it wouldn't be anything, would it, to bring over the champion and have the NXT UK title defended on Raw once in a blue moon or, uh, you know, do something along those lines. Obviously, things have been hurt with the lockdown, the pandemic. We've not been having... Uh, WWE coming over doing the UK tours. So, you know, I'm sure it would have featured on those tours. And um, who knows, it may have featured on one of them roars when they were in London, doing a roar in London or something. So circumstances absolutely could have got in the way. But either way, this is cool. And Anna Dawes, shout out to Anna Dawes. She was the first person I saw say this. They should book this match at Clash at the castle plenty of people saying unification question mark are we about to see braun versus tyler Bates? champion versus champion winner one belt afterwards i don't know i don't know if that's what they do i don't know if it's going to be a no title match and uh it's literally like survivor series where you know the champions face each other but the belts are not on the line we could get that i don't know i really don't know so uh, we're going to have to find out. But it is interesting. It's very interesting. Tyler Bates, a wonderful wrestler. So I'm definitely intrigued to see where this goes. So, yeah, Blair Danport coming over. Gallus coming over. Tyler Bates coming over. WWE ruining uh, their own uh, championship tournament results. Santos Escobar being kicked out of NXT. Quincy Elliott arriving. Um, you know, Roderick Strong maybe being kicked out of Diamond Mine. Some uh, pretty interesting results like Cora Jade winning, uh, like Mandy Rose retaining. 
Carmelo Hayes retaining. I mean, if you think all of that went down in the space of just a couple of hours, kind of gives you an idea. And of course, the index moment, which I loved, um, gives you an idea of how stacked this show was. I mean, the breakdown of this show. I mean, we've done half an hour breakdown. So, I mean, this was, for me, a very enjoyable show. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you lot scored it. I think there was probably some moments that did annoy people. I think fans of uh, Legado are probably a bit upset that uh, Santos is gone now. I would imagine uh, fans of Roxanne Perez are probably a bit sad. Um, maybe the fact this was ruined uh, and the fact that we now know who wins this tournament is probably upset the people the most. If you're very invested in that UK tournament, I can imagine you being upset. So, yeah, there's there's lots of things that are that were great. There's maybe a few negatives in there. But overall, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the show. And uh, as I said, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you lot thought of it. With that being said, let's go over to the chats. And uh, here we are. We are... Uh, um in with the chat and uh, people are saying jim says i think the bt studios are booked for something else hmm, okay uh michael said jordan devlin was changed it's his real name they don't use real names uh jj wrestling figures says santos being gone is sad but the show was good uh i know it was terrible joke uh, it's the red-headed stepchild. Who? Tyler Bate. Tyler, I like Tyler Bate. I like Tyler Bate. I was there when he won that uh, UK championship for the first time. I think this makes him the first two-time uh, NXT UK champion, doesn't it? Um, but uh, I like Tyler Bate. He's cool. I think that he's a great wrestler. He's got great potential. He's been down in developmental for like five years. I feel like he's definitely paid his dues. And, uh, it, like, I think him now being in a program with Braun, even if it's just a one-off match, even if that one-off match is at Clash and that's it, I think that's a moment that he deserves to be able to walk out in front of all of those people and uh, defend the NXT UK Championship. And, honestly, they could put on a hell of a match. Tyler Bate could. I'm not so sure about Braun Breaker. I'll be honest, I've never seen an incredible Braun Breaker match. I'm not saying that he hasn't had one. I haven't been watching NXT for the past few months. But, um, yeah, I can't say that, uh, you know, when I think of Tyler Bate, I can think of him against Volta and uh, the incredible match they had at, like, a takeover. And Tyler Bate against Pete Dunne when he loses the championship. That's incredible as well. So I can think of incredible Tyler Bate matches. And he has some incredible matches when he's in Mustache Mountain. One of those gets five stars from Dave Meltzer. Meltzer gives Mustache Mountain against Undisputed Era five-star rating. So I know that Tyler Bate has been involved in a five-star match. I'm sure he's been involved in a few. In fact, he might even have been involved. I don't know if him against Volta was five stars. I think that was the main event of uh, TakeOver, NXT UK TakeOver. I can't remember where that was, though. I want to say Wales, maybe Cardiff. Um, but yes, he's been in some great matches. I, no, nothing comes to mind when I think of Brom. But he might have had some. Either way, I'm sure it will be uh, a great match. Uh, Dexter Loomis versus The Miz at Extreme Rules, says Adam. Uh, NXT UK is the red-headed stepchild, says uh, Sean. 
Uh, Big Boy Daddy said people talking about it getting spoiled as if it hasn't been spoiled weeks ago. Uh, to be honest, that, you know, people that were there, I think, put the results out. But to be truthful, I had stayed away from those. I had plenty of people saying, do you want to know? And uh, I said no. And to be honest, people respected that. And uh, I think that's really cool. So it was spoiled for me today. The, re- the the results are out there, but I had managed to avoid them. Uh, the report came out about uh, Bait won the tournament, so they didn't spoil it. Of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they spoiled it. Just because a report comes out from a dirt sheet, I mean, that is not something that people are going to find unless they're specifically looking for it. You know, if you are someone that just watches the shows each week, if you just watch the WWE programming, then, you know, you're not going to know about it. And if you um, watch tuned into NXT tonight, well, you know, the tournament has not ended. So, of course, they've just spoiled it. Just because the dirt sheets got a hold of it and they managed to get a report out doesn't mean that everyone's racing to read those reports. I didn't race to read that report. I didn't know who won. And as I said, I had people coming out saying, do you want me to tell you? And I was like, no. And people respected that. So it was not spoiled for me. Tonight it was spoiled for me. And it will be the same for lots of uh, people as well that uh, watch NXT UK and, you know, maybe don't interact with the dirt sheets or they are aware of the dirt sheets but have made every effort to stay away from them. WWE have just ruined that for those fans. Uh, James said, I never wanted to know. I told people not to message me, uh, but some a-hole did. Uh, Michael, I saw reports they're getting their previous names back. Uh, John said, are you going to do NXT 2.0 weekly now? I don't know, to be honest. I I definitely don't want to sit here and say yes, um, because I think that would be unfair if it turns out we don't. So I don't want to uh, sit and commit to anything. But what I can tell you is that I enjoyed watching the show tonight. Um, I am intrigued by next week. I would say there's a better chance of us doing next week than not doing next week. But I don't really want to get sucked into saying, oh, you promised you was going to do it or anything like that. And then it doesn't happen. So my focus at the moment is, um, you know, we've got a lot of streams coming up. Big streams this weekend, including... Uh, the boxing, we're going to be doing AJ against Usyk, big UFC show. I've got a whole new PC to set up. So my focus is on uh, all of that. But yeah, I'd say it's probably more likely we do next weekend than we don't do next weekend. Uh, Mr. DXZ said, how long do you think it'll be before they call up Dragonov? I know he's injured, but he is a Triple H favourite. Um, well, to be honest, I mean, he needs to come back from that injury. Then I think we need to, we need to see where we are with the rosters. I mean, if Triple H feels that he needs him and can, more importantly, can use him. Because don't call people up unless you've got creative for them. If you haven't got the creative for them, then, you know, don't, don't call them up. That has been a big problem. I think there's been plenty of people that have been brought back or called up and there's been nothing for them to do. Look at Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans came back and we started doing them sub stories. Now we're sort of turning a heel. Now we're just not even seeing her. And in all fairness, you know, obviously she came back at a real turbulent time with Vince leaving. But 
or everything I've read is that there was no clear direction for her and Vince was kind of booking it on a week by week basis kind of a deal. So for me, I think let's get him back from injury. Then let's have a look at the roster and see where we are. Let's have a look and see if we need him, if there's a gap for him, if there's a story for him, if there's creative for him. If not, then keep him in developmental and only bring him up when he's needed. So I don't know. I really don't. I mean, his injury, I think he's out for quite a while. So I can't make any guarantees he'll be on the main roster even next year. I mean, he could be out for, I genuinely don't know. But I think it is months and months and months. And I've got to think it more likely that he returns to developmental than to the main roster. Um, I mean, you can make the argument he's done a lot on in developmental, but I think there's probably more for him to do in NXT. They, normally what they tend to do is, uh, we saw it with Pete Dunne, we saw it with uh, Volta, that if they win the NXT UK title, they move them to NXT. It's it's rare that you go straight from NXT UK. It's not impossible. Dewdrop did it, I think. Although even Dewdrop might have spent a few uh, a few weeks, months in NXT before she got called up. But um, yeah, either way, it's very rare to go straight from NXT UK. They tend to want them to go to NXT first. So Dragonov, I think, could come back. He could go to NXT few months in there and then as i said it really depends where we are with the roster and it really depends where we are with uh the creative and if we can use him uh dylan said what show do you think santos escobar should go to well as we just said i don't know if he's going to go to raw or smackdown or is it a case that he is going to um like wear a mask and come back as something else do you know what I mean? Something else. Eddie Escobar. I don't know. Um, and is it going to be a case that he's going to be this different character and Tony's going to be upset because it's clearly Santos. But Santos is like, well, I'm not Santos because my name's Eddie. So uh, I'm Eddie Escobar. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what you're on about. So, uh, you know, could it be that he gets around it that way? Is that is this part of a story and a storyline? Or was this a vehicle to get him to the main roster? So, I don't know. I think there's um, a chance that he could still be in NXT. Uh, Niven went from NXT UK straight to the main roster, says Jim. Um, Oh, we answered that one. Uh, Ezekiel, Intercontinental Champion. Elias, US Champion. And Elrod, 24-7 Champion, said Wrestling Craze. Uh, Jim said, Escobar's going to be the new Sin Cara. <laughs> yeah. He could be a conquistador. He could do that. Uh, Dragonov will versus Volta for the IC title at Crown Jewel. I don't think he'll be back by then. I don't, I don't think... I, I don't know if his injury will be sorted by that point. So, uh, I really don't know. I can't, I can't say I'm expecting it. Let's put it that way. Eddie Escobar would be funny. Uh, yes. Shall we uh, go over to the scores and see what the scores are? Let's go over to the scores. Um, I'm really interested in this, actually, uh, and seeing what you lot have scored the show tonight. Let's go. Here we are. Ooh. Not as optimistic as me on this one. God, that's surprising. Normally, I'm really down and you lot are a bit higher. Now I'm like, this show is all right. I wasn't bored. 
I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm probably going to be at like a 725. 725 absolute max. So, you know, uh, I don't even know. I don't think there are two fives either thinking about it. I mean, we have gone down into. Yeah, it might just be like. It might just be like seven, seven point five, eight. Let me have a look. Yeah, it is. OK, so, yeah. OK, I probably would have gone seven then. So in all fairness, seven was second with six responses, but six point five is uh, what I think looks like it's going to be our official score. So 6.5, uh, that is uh, seven responses. Seven was six responses. So uh, that's where we were. That's that's cool. Uh, right, here we go. Uh, do... Oh, long, man, long. Uh, do you think they could go back to full stay or, or stay... Um, do I think they could go back to full sale? There was rumours that they were looking at going to full sale. So there was definitely rumours of it. But um, I don't know that that's what we're going to get. I think that... I feel like the crowd are really great now. Like, I actually would have said that it was an issue. And I would have said we need to get out of the performance centre like as quick as we can. Because this just does not feel like full sale. But to be honest, I watched tonight and... It did feel like full sale. And that is honestly one of the first times I can say that I've watched this show and and say that the crowds were as good as a full sale crowd or in the in the neighborhood of a full sale crowd. So it might have been that way for a long time now. But as I said, I haven't been watching him for a while. And uh, certainly at the tail end of last year, when 2.0 was starting, it was quite quiet quite muted and you could tell that people still were unsure about the superstars and weren't sure about who they were rooting for i don't think they felt a very deep emotional connection with the characters so it's hard to like really care i feel like we've got to the point where they do now and they really made their voices heard and they definitely had people they wanted to see uh succeed and there was a good legado chant so yeah i i to be honest i don't think it needs to and I was a big fan of Full Sail. So I don't think it needs to. But if they do, fine. If they do, fine. If they don't, not a problem. I actually don't think that's the problem. I don't think going back to Full Sail is something that's going to improve ratings. Uh, Zoe versus Mandy. Okay, so these are the good things, yeah? Zoe versus Mandy. It surprised me. I thought it was going to be bad. But Mandy going after Zoe's leg, stealing the neck brace... Delivering a knee strike was great. Uh, favorite part of the show was Escobar against Tony. Hope he gets called up with Legado. Uh, I didn't watch uh, the show. I just chilled and talked to community members, says Hayden. I love the honesty. Uh, Tyler Bate coming in to confront Bron Breaker. <clears throat> Brackets, are you doing NXT each week? I, um, as I said, I think next week we're looking at it being more likely than not. But I really don't want to sit here and say yes and then it doesn't happen. So uh, I'm not going to 100% commit, but uh, I think we're probably looking pretty good for next week. Uh, Tyler Bate coming in to confront uh, Braun. Mandy Rose retaining because that's not what Days wanted. Lol. Uh, Bron Breaker against JD. Uh, Braun showed he can wrestle mind blown. Uh, the NXT North American Championship match. Uh, Days turn in heel. 
Tyler Bate appearing at the end. Opening match was fantastic. Tyler Bate showing up. Uh, Cora Jade against Roxanne Perez. My girlfriend, Cora Jade. Oh, okay. We've got Bron Breaker in the chat. Shout out to Bron Breaker that joined us. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Interesting. Someone's favorite part of the show was someone that wasn't on the show. Uh, favorite part was the favorite part. Uh, the UK people showing up. The UK Invasion. Uh, Cora Jade Gallus. Okay, boom. Let's go over to the next one. This is your least favorite part. Uh, I think it's time to break up Toxic Attraction. It doesn't make sense for Gigi and uh, Jade to not have any titles. They always help Mandy retain. Uh, Tony D'Angelo will face Santos Escobar in a street fight with stipulation if Escobar wins. Okay, that was your least favorite. Uh, not really a fan of the wrestling. It felt flat. Would rather go and watch old Masawa matches, but I can see how people would enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're into that kind of old school Japanese, uh, Masawa, uh, the four pillars kind of stuff, like, yeah, I can understand you struggling with this. Uh, least favorite was the main event. I felt it could have been better. JD should have won. Cora and Mandy winning, just endings. Mandy should just job out to Zoe. Uh, Days hits. Days exposed himself as a supporter for communal bullying of simps. That is true, actually. I was saying, like, there was a guy in the crowd that had a sign, and he said, marry me, Cora. And I was like, everyone in the crowd should just point at him and call him a simp. And I said, you know, I'm all for that kind of communal bullying when it's deserved. And I think if you're going to take a sign to the wrestling that says marry me for one of the female wrestlers to see, you're a simp. It's as simple as that. You're a simp. Uh, Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark. Hopefully they get replaced on SmackDown. Uh, Roxy not winning and no no Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you were tuning in tonight hoping for a Brandy Rhodes appearance, you would have been greatly disappointed. Although if you did join our watch along, I did flash a picture up of her. So I played my part. Uh, I'm bored with the Goodfellas ripoff sketches. Uh, pretty solid show. Main event was a bit short. Mandy retaining the awful Quincy Elliott segment. That will divide opinion. Uh, definitely. Santos losing and leaving. Uh, someone's least favorite part was their, their least favorite part. Uh, Diamond Mine segment. Legado breaking up. No tag title match. Spoiler ending. People crying. Daisy's lag. We did get some lag. And the bigger problem with that is that even the new PC won't fix that. That was literally like I had no mobile phone reception either. So looks like we did have some uh, issues in the uh, local area. But thankfully that got uh, sorted. So, uh, yeah. Very good. Very good. So uh, I think we are done. Big time Baxter said Liv quote tweeted a Tyler Bate photo. They were both a thing. Someone tagged you in a tweet, so in a screenshot of Liv and Tyler back and forth with Tyler saying, let me bite your pimple off. Okay. Uh, I know that he was, uh, I don't know if they were a thing or if he uh, had feelings for her and she didn't respond to them. Like, I actually don't know what happened there and equally, I don't care. But uh, I know that when he was first starting out and she was in NXT, 
there was he definitely uh took a shine to her but as i said i really don't know what came of that and i really i cannot stress this enough i don't care i don't give a flip right if they got together i am absolutely over the moon for them if they didn't my feelings are exactly the same so uh yeah i don't care that's that's i really want to stress that uh, the show was good, but Daisy's commentary was even better. Yes, that's it. That's it. I, I was the best part of NXT Heatwave. Um, who would Santos feud with if he went to the main roster? Uh, he could feud with Ray. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Uh, he could do that. Um, hey, I tell you what. If uh, I tell you what, you could put Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza with him. Imagine that. Imagine uh, Legado del Fantasma stayed down in NXT for a bit. I don't know what you do with them. But if he is going on his own, you could always put Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo with him. They're kind of looking for something to do. Uh, and Broken said, wait, was Tyler a simp? Well, I don't know that he uh, had a marry me live sign. So I, I, it's, it's very hard to say. It's hard to say. I think he might have. There might have been some... Um, stealth simping <laughs> he might have done simping from the shadows which uh, i think was a wrestling documentary back in the day but um yeah he uh i don't know how i don't know how loud his simpage was but uh i don't know enough to ask him uh quincy elliott is something that could thrive under triple h vince would have just released him said big boy dally uh jj wrestling figures shout out to you uh, simp shaming should be a national pastime. Well, listen, all I can say is that we are going to work very hard on this channel. We are very committed to calling out simps wherever they show their faces. So that is some that is my commitment to you. Yeah, I will try and call these people out as and when I see them um, popping up on different shows. And And there was one tonight. Marry me, Cora. Yeah. Simp. I mean, like, what reaction does he even expect there? She's in a relationship with Bron Breaker. I will. I, I would love to know. Did he hold that up during Bron Breaker's match? Yeah. If he is God mode simp. Yeah. If he is going to simp to levels that simps have never got to before, then surely you hold that sign up whilst her boyfriend is having a match. That is God mode simping. Yeah. Or did he just put it back down when bronze match was happening? Yeah. Will he do? Will he hold it up when Cora's out there? But when bronze out there, oh, I better put my sign away. Oh, I don't want Bron to be upset with me. Let me put my sign away. Oh, dear. I'm going to put it in my po I'll put it in my pocket. I'll put it in my pocket and I'm going to button it up in case.